Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Shalom, everyone. Uh, phone on record, this is Brother Cedric, Ben Israel, Tribe of Judah, and welcome to uh, First Degree. Uh, the time now is uh, four minutes after nine. Uh, let me just log into the university. So we are back off of our three-week break. Um, I hope that everyone... Um, you know, enjoyed their week off. I won't necessarily go into too um, much tonight because we just came back. I'll just give everybody um, some time to kind of just tell about their break and um, their Passover um, and what things we'll look forward to um, in the next couple of weeks or next several weeks, actually, um, because we got a whole lot that we need to cover. Um. Let me see who's on the call first and foremost. Give me a second. Okay, we're in the wrong place. And forgive me, you guys, again, um, one of the things I, I kind of struggle with is having um, is uh, having the, um, the code to get in. Sometimes, like, I switch up the numbers, and it's confusing for me because, like, one minute I think, okay, well, that's the number, and then it's not. Okay. So we have me, of course. Let me type in. Okay, we have North New Jersey. Who's that? Shalom, brother. That that might be me, brother Trevon. Shalom, brother Trevon. You know, it probably shows up as New Jersey, but it's really in New York. Okay. Uh, Southwest Georgia. Oh, Shalom, brother. Oh, Shalom, brother. I apologize for giving you the wrong code. Like I just explained, sometimes I switch the code. I, well, I I switch one of the numbers around uh, sometimes, and I kind of, you know, I throw myself off. So please forgive me. Um, Maine. Shalom, brother. Brother UK. Shalom, brother. Um, New York. It might be um, Gavin, brother Gavin. Shalom, brother Gavin. Thank you, brother, for being here. How are you? Um, I'm wait. I'm a little weary, but I'm good. I'm trying to hang in there. Yes, sir, brother. I'm, 
we're going to stand beside you. So just keep your head up, brother. Um, yes, Southwest Georgia, I think I know who that may be. That might be Alki no. Tower. Is that Alki Tower? No, no, sir. Shalom, I'll be here in consult. Oh, you got um, a separate phone line. Yes, no, never mind, never mind. That is out there. No, <laughs> forgive me, brother. Hope all is well. Um, East Maryland. Oh, that's me. Um, Cincinnati, I apologize. <laughs> no, it's I'm, okay. I just wanted to make I'm, sure that I know who that was. Yes, ma'am. That's me. I'm I'm feeling the brother who said he's worried. I'm a lot worried. There's a lot going on over here. Oh, uh, boy. I'm just holding a lot down. It's like the weight of the world is on my shoulder. I, I'm i just holding it down, all of it, by myself. And I'm not, it's just, yeah. But, but I'm not going to complain because it could be worse. So, anyway, I'm here <laughs> with that yes, idea. Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, Mid-Southeast Texas. It's Ryan, yeah. Okay. Shalom, brother. It's and not Georgia. This this got to be Alki Tower. Shalom, Alki. Shalom, Alki. Are you there? Shalom, brother. That's probably me. The brother and I are on separate lines. It's Alki Crystal. Oh, right. Okay. I was so sure that was Auntie Tower. <laughs> and then I keep forgetting that she is not in Georgia, but I I always keep hoping it was her. But I said, uh, Auntie Crystal, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling better just taking those things day by day. But everything is going uh, better so far. Yes, ma'am. And to all the brothers and sisters on here, thank you guys for coming out tonight. Um, one of the things that I say is this because I know that, you know, we all live in different areas and we all have our uh, life that we live. So I don't take it lightly when, uh, you know, someone who lives afar from me says that, you know, they're feeling it. You know, I, you know, I don't know what your circumstances are. You know, so the only thing I I can say to those brothers and sisters is we're all here, and if we can help where we can, you know, let's do that. Um, and I just wanted to make sure I acknowledge that because I know that we we live in a reality where we all have different things that we're going through. Um, so I just wanted to make sure I I gave acknowledge of that, but we're all here, and you know I love everybody here, you know, because you're all my brothers and my sisters, bloodline, um, you know, biblically, and that's just the God honest truth. Um, so just getting into it, um, brother Amula, how was your break, brother? Uh, my break was pretty um, well. Um, I can't complain. 
Okay. Um, uh, you want to share what you did on your break, or, your, or is it past? Well, I mean, I uh, worked on my trust, uh, for one. I'm awesome. I'm working on that. Um, all praise to the Most High. Um, it actually brought a whole lot of understanding to what we were going to try. Um, I uh, spent a little bit of time with my son, which that was a blessing as well. Um, and I moved in my apartment. Um, so pretty, everything is running pretty smooth. Hoping um, it gets better with another job, but. I'm not complaining, and I you. Yes, sir. I just got to say, brother, you, Lord have mercy, you are you are very inspirational, brother. I, I just have to say that to you. I just have to just commend you because I know you've been, you've been doing your thing. You've been holding it down ever since I've known you. That I met you back in two thousand and uh, not physically, but I was when I was first introduced to you. I know it was probably like maybe two thousand and fourteen, maybe two, I want to say yeah. at the end of two thousand thirteen. But I just, yeah, you know, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, I actually returned. Um, I was with Tribe, came to Tribe for back in two thousand, the end of two thousand nine. Yes, early 2010, and I left. And you came back. Yeah, I appreciate it, though, bro. Um, hey, you, you know me. So, I mean, that's, I'm, that's just, I'm just being raw with you. That's how I really feel. So you're just very inspirational to a lot of people because I know that, you know, um, we've had a lot of people uh, come in and go. Um, and for whatever circumstances that may be, you know, I think that um, we all, you know, get to a certain point in our lives where we um, uh, have other ambitions and things like that. And sometimes we come to a point in the road where we just, you know, say, you know, I need to figure some things out. Um, but one of the things that, and the reason why I say that I commend you, brother, is because you always stayed the course regardless of what you were going through and, you know, I'm, and that's for anybody here, um, but mo- no, mo- most notably you because you're one of the, I like to say you're one of the young ones, but I myself am very young. Um, well, not too young, but I am young. Um, but you're one of the uh, younger uh, ones, you're one of the younger men here, and, you know, you've had a whole lot of things going on and you still held it down. So that's why I'm just saying these things to you, brother. So, you know, just, I just commend you, brother. Um, I appreciate that, brother. And um, I also wanted to let you know that uh, you're only about an hour away from me in Savannah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yes, sir. I, I keep that, <laughs> I definitely keep that, um, I keep that in mind. We definitely need to talk then. So, um, I'll keep that in mind. I'll make sure I keep that in mind. And like I said, we need to talk. Um, Brother E.K., 
How was your break, brother? It's uh, it was very uh, a lot of work. Um, I was taking uh four graduate courses throughout my winter semester, so I was able to finish that, and then um, I got just one more month left until I'm complete with the program. So, and then um, just working at you know the job that I got, whatever. Uh, was a lot of work there, um, and then just sort of just you know taking it day by day. Um, just staying afloat and just, you know, staying the path, you know, not getting bogged down too much by the world. So, um, yes. Just, just, um, when, um, this call ends, I'd like to reach out to you about a conversation we had some time ago about some things that, um, yeah. you know, that were put in your lap by myself and Minister Freeze. So yeah. I just like to catch up with, you about those in particular. Yeah. Okay. Um, R.T. Ariano, how was your break, sister? Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? I was saying, how was your break, sister? Oh, it was. It was. It was fine. I mean, hectic. I was doing a lot, and um, but now I'm working on some more stuff. This bankruptcy because I have a creditors meeting tomorrow. And now the few things as as we speak as we speak while I'm on the call, gathering up a couple of things and to fax a bunch of stuff over, you know, this week too. Um, you know, creditors about things. Just trying to keep them at bay and keep everything just keep it at bay until I can um get situated. My daughter is gonna start a job this um this month, which will be great, <laughs> telling you. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I had to do this BK in a hurry to just kind of, like, keep everything together, <laughs> you know, until yeah. we get back on, on board. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's been great. I am um, planning to run my ads this week. Well, there's only a couple of days left, but, yeah, I'm planning to run my ads about my name. And like I said, I'm, I've been working on my trust a while ago, but my dilemma is who in the world am I going to point because based on the way things get done, you know, what as far as like the finances and the things that go on the way they are here, I, I just, there's no way I can, I don't have anybody really at hand <laughs> that, being in my right mind that I would say, yeah, I'm going to put them down. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I I, I think when the last time I talked to you, of course, I gave you some uh, information, and I don't think I said it clear enough what I said. And, I well, maybe I think I did ask you, I said, who do you trust? Or did I ask you that? You did, and that's just it. I, it's like it, it's sad when it comes down to when 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 that when you ask that question, and I prayed about it. I read the scriptures that you gave me, and I just uh and 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 I just looked honestly, and it's like you can trust some people in some cases in some situations, but with this situation, it's like. 
it's sad when I don't feel like I can trust anyone in this situation because, I mean, anyone that I'm surrounded by because they just don't understand that how important it is. And then I see how they handle their own stuff. It's like Mm -hmm. you can't handle mine because you can't handle yours. And I've I've made my own, enough of my own mistakes, mismanaging my own. And now that I'm working on collecting things, the last thing I need is somebody who will go back and do what I've already make the same mess I've made before that I'm working on correcting. And with that, I yield. I agree. I I'm hearing everything you're saying, and that's the. Let me just say this: this is the beautiful thing about us being here right now is that people don't get that when that you have the chance to start over. I don't care what it is that you think you did in your life and you messed up, you have the chance to start over. And the reason why that is is because you saw where your mistakes were made and you work on them or you work on trying not to do them again. That is the whole purpose of life. Sometimes we learn it. You know, while we're still young, sometimes we learn it when we uh, are close to our deathbed. Sometimes we learn it while we're on our deathbed. Sometimes we learn it in the midst of having children. Because one of the things I also one one of the things I was uh, um, uh, told by one of my professors while I was in school is that your children are a representation of you. They are the represent. They are your future self, and they are here to correct the mistakes that you made. But the way that they correct them is by learning from your mistakes and learning not to do what you did to get in the mistake that you were in the first place. So they they basically represent you in your next life. They are the repetition of what we call is God over and over and over and over and over. We're living over and over and over and over this this immortality. At least that's what it appears to be. So, And I'm going to make sure I say appear because I, I do want to say that I'm thinking a subjective stance on what I'm saying or how I see how things work. But one of the questions that I'm going to ask you in particular that I ask um, is who do you trust and where have you not looked? Where have you not looked in terms of who you can trust? I'd say uh, narrow it down to, no, don't answer me. Don't don't answer it here. Okay. Well, well, actually, uh, I, have to, I have to get with him. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll talk to you after the call about that. That'll be fine. Okay. I think yeah, you know, we. I think we should have a discussion about it. Because yes. I'll be completely honest with you, it's not as hard as you think it may be. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, I have. I, I, but have, I understand I your ideas. frustration. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I have some ideas now that you know, you know about that. You know. Okay. Because. You know, like, I, but like, because like I was saying, I understand your frustration. Because again, like you said, who 
am I going to put in my shoes, you know, that could that could handle my affairs correctly? And if you don't trust anyone to do that, I can understand how that could be a burden. <laughs> I could definitely understand how that could be a burden. Um, and it's not even not it's not even not trusting the individual. Period. It's like mm-hmm. in this particular situation because of how crucial it is, and so much that is um escaped here. And yeah. it's not just for me. It's like you said. It's for our future. It's for our descendants. It's for the future yes, of us. You know, it's not just like here and now about me. It's about when I'm gone and and the children that I'm leaving, the grandchildren that are here now, and you know, and and then not only being able to handle those affairs, but to teach them to do the same. You know, uh. So so I guess I just need to have a sit down. I'll have a sit down discussion. With, um, but I'll talk to you about it, like I said, after the yes, call. I, I don't want to take up more time on that. Yes, that I no problem. Um, uh, uh, Gavin, wait, did I call you yeah. the first time, bro? Shalom, sir. I don't know. I, I had to switch over, I just came back. Okay. <laughs> I felt like I called you, you, and I felt like you did say what your uh, break was like. Um, let, let me. I just. I'll just ask you again. Um, how was your break, brother? It was okay. It was okay. Be um, better. <laughs> Not an incident, but it, it's a. Uh, Unfortunate situation took place. <laughs> okay. Which is uh, it's laughable, but it's not laughable. It has to do with okay. my uh, career career situation. It's crazy. So, um, but it's uh, I'm, it's it's crunch time for me. I'm like, I'm out searching again. Yeah. So. Well, the one thing I say about you, brother Gavin, is you, for as long as I've known you, well, I guess you can say it's not been uh, too long, but it's long enough to know this, that you've always just um, seemed very committed to whatever it is that you, you do and whatever it is that you, you're always committed to whatever, you know, whatever it is that you know. And that's all, you know, that's uh, the notable quality about you. So I know for whatever reason that whatever it is that you're going to go, that whatever it is that you're going through, I already have a feeling that because you are who you are, it'll be fine. And then I'm just an awesome person anyway, so I guess that's just, you know, whatever. But that I mean, this is me noticing that about you. I know that. Yeah. Oh. That's it. I just try to use my resilience. Yes, sir. To, uh, overcome a lot of these uh, human, physical, and uh, mishaps. 
just have to smile about. It's. I'll just say. I'll just put it out there for the record that, you know. You know, building a nation is very important. Like, you, like we're trying to, or we've been doing, and yeah. prior to us, you know, uh, prior to a lot of us joining the nation, you know, it's a long journey, and it's it's necessary, definitely necessary, um, and to learn to govern govern yourself, not not just spiritually, but you know, utilizing the law. When I say the law, I mean like the law of the land we live in, with the, which is the Constitution here, and um, the law of the Most High Law. You know, um, being in sync with learning contracts and knowing how to create our own contracts. Um, in order to go into an agreement with other parties because, you know, what I'm going through now has been like <laughs> it's an ever-ending, ever uh, ever-unending story from like 20 years now, you know, 20, 25 years of, you know, you work for someone else and and it's always a story, you know, like why they got to let you go or why, you know, or why you're not, or they, why they don't want to hire you in a sense. You know, like, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you, you know what? You got too many the certificates. You're overqualified. Oh, you know. And then, mm. then you, you work, and then you start working for them. You know, there's situations I've been in where you work for them, and they're like, you know, you're in the training period, and then when it's time to really roll for you, do you, do stuff for yourself, oh, it's not going to work out. <laughs> and they let you go. It's like, really? I didn't even start working. <laughs> I didn't even show, I didn't even show you my performance for you to tell me it's not gonna work out. Crazy. Well, the one thing I said, and the one thing I, and I guess I reiterated again, is you always you you seem very committed to what it is that you know and what it is that you do, and I don't know if you know this because you had conversations with uh, us in the nation uh, via fellowship lines that you said some things, and I'm just kind of like, I'm surprised you don't work for the United States government. I mean, I know you have in the military, but you have a very, very sharp understanding about certain different things. And for anybody to tell you that you're overqualified, I'd say this, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. (laughs) Right. That's the best thing I can say to you because I'm just kind of like, you know, what happens when you finally do succeed if you go to a company that's offering, like, whatever it is that you're willing to accept and you do phenomenal and then you get, like, some type of notoriety? I mean, it's really going to – you know, it'll come back in these people's faces. So I just that's why I said whatever it is that you're going through, it's gonna be all right. I guess that's you know, I guess that's usually how it always happens for people who, you know, do who strive to do something better and I mean you had 
a lot of different things going in your life, like the you know the military, and you shared so many different things about your you know business escapades. I'm like, you know, when you say you know when you share you just share it with us, I was just kind of like, who the hell would be stupid enough to turn you down? Like, <laughs> you know, who <laughs> a lot more often. A lot more often, you know, a lot of these companies, they don't want to hear your political views or your social views, you know, on on how to make change and how to make things better and make everything balanced. They want the chaos. They don't want to hire people who know too much because it it threatens them in their positions. You know, a lot more often it threatens their organization. Right. So they, or they don't want That's true. So, you know, I've been through things in the military too where I was reprimanded just because uh, I was going about it my way. <laughs> and that's a no-no in the military. And that's, a, that's the biggest no-no. They say, this is my Marine Corps, my Army. I didn't ask you to join. You know, that's how they that's that's their attitude. Do it what I say, how I say it. When I say jump, you ask, you say how high. So, you know, the mindset that I have, you know, which most people in the nation already know from how I speak, as you know, a few a few of those who are personally my friends outside of the nation know how I think that, you know, I, I, I have to create my own in order for me to flourish. I, I already know that from years ago. Yeah. And I've been trying to do it the conventional way too long <laughs> to know the conventional way is not working for me. Yeah. Well, so. you know, brother, I, I'd say this, um, you know, the nation is here to try to help give an understanding about how to build a government while trying to build a government at the same time. Because we sure. understand that there's a, and no, and this isn't, you know, a pun to anything that you're saying, because everything you're just saying, I I get it. I just kind of want to say that, I, in, in short, we're, just, we're here. You know, yes, sir. anybody that, you know, wants to build, because we, we have to do something now. It's to a point where we have to get in this type of thinking now because, I mean, we're looking at the state of the nation that we're currently in, and it's like if we don't find some type of way to unify, I don't care if we're talking about a piece of bread. We can all agree on the color and the taste and the texture, I think we got a. I think we got something that we can say. Okay, then we're good. If you guys follow where I'm going, so and that thinking needs to be. In, of course, we're not all going to see everything the same, which is good because then we bring forth ideas of how to better uh, uh, utilize something or make something better. So that's 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 great. That's life, you know. But we need to assemble ourselves. I try to use the word unify, but that would, you know, at some point imply that 
everybody wants to. Not everybody wants to. So I say assemble because that means that there are different parts and obviously they come from different people. And I won't say it's not necessarily uh, exclusive, but it, you know, it opens up the door, you know, for particular people to come in if they wish. Those who want to try to build a government because we need to do it. So I just basically want to say we're here, brother, and I hear what you're saying, and, you know, I'm understanding now that we're we're playing basketball at, you know, someone else's court, and once we learn the rules, we play, we play to win at this particular point. And we stay true to ourselves, and we do what we need to do within the bounds of the law so we get the hell out of here. I mean, to get the hell out of here, get out of this matrix or whatever it is, this illusion that they have us under or that we've allowed ourselves to be under. Because the only thing that really is stopping us is us. So, you know, like I, and I said at the beginning of the call, you know, we all have our individual struggles. So that's why I'm not going to, you know, brush it off as like, oh, well, you know. No, I, I hear what you're saying, brother. Exactly what you're saying, you know. Sure. But I still think that you know anybody would be crazy not to hire you because you you have a wealth of information. You're very informative, and I mean, there are some things I learned from you that I didn't, you know, know about. There's a lot of things that I didn't know about that I learned just by you talking. I learned some stuff the other day. You were, well, I was never in the military, so of course I had to learn it. But it was informative to me because you brought that element with you from the military. How many people out there, you know, who used to be in the military is part of an organization that is trying to formulate a government? Not many. So, yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't see. Why? But again, I'm not a business owner, so I don't know. But I still think they're crazy enough to not, you know, give you a chance. Um, so, but it's okay. You know, everything will, everything's going to fall, you know, in your lap. Everything's going to fall in your lap. And just understand that there is, while, you know, everything is positioning itself, understand that there's time. Time, you know, everything operates in its own time. And, you know, I say to rush anything, you'd be a fool. So you just let everything just take its course. But you you speed up where you need to, if you can, if you can help it. Um, who else is on the call? Brother Eric. How was your break, brother? Well, it was long enough. No, it was all right. It was it was all right. I'm I'm uh I I I I want to say I I believe I'm growing up. I'm understanding. But uh, I have doing I I have been doing some growing. 
me and my siblings, we have uh, been coming together. So I've been dealing with that issue. Well, that's not an issue. That's a good thing. So reasoning with that, telling our differences and uh, uh, moving forward as a family, as a unit. Uh, my concert getting healthy, children all right. So I had a I had an awesome uh, break. Ready to uh, continue class and with the future hold because we are ready to take the step forward. And with that idea, how about yes. yourself? Ian? Yes, sir. Uh, T. Crystal. How about you? Shalom, uh, brother. Um, the break was, you know, somewhat productive. Um, as the brother said, which is, you know, taking everything one day at a time and um, just trying to strengthen ourselves within what we're learning and um, stay on the task that's ahead of us, stay focused and um, just absorbing everything in and, you know, hoping that and just trying to move forward within our studies and and ideas. I want to say this about... Um, Brother Eric and uh, Archie Crystal, because you said that you do you believe that you're growing. I say, brother, and Archie, and Archie, you guys, as well as everybody else here, are in first degree <laughs> from where you guys were before, which was seed of thought to first degree, I'd say you're growing. I hear it in the way you guys speak. I hear it in the way that you you guys address each other and how you address the people around you. And, I mean, I don't know if it's just the, the consortium element, but it just seems that everyone... The consortium element, it makes it more noticeable because brothers and sisters are, you know, husband and wife, and you guys, you know, live most of the laws through your marriage. So, you know, you guys are, quote, unquote, relearning this stuff or this information in you're practicing it, and it's like I, I hear it and I see it in the way that you guys treat each other and the way you guys treat everybody around you. So I notice it, and I think that's beautiful. And the same to everybody else here. You know, everybody has, again, everybody has that um, that moment where they will They'll say, hey, you know what? I I think I understand it. Some of it's starting to come together. You you guys will have that moment and you know, everybody at his own time. 
So, but we, you know, the the whole goal is to grow together, you know. And if we see somebody, you know, kind of, you know, in the back, we're going to pull them to the side. It depends on how far back they are, but I don't care if they're far back enough. We gotta we we gotta help everybody stay where we are so that we can move together. So, like I said, I think you guys, are, you know, are growing. I think you guys are definitely one of the models for what I aspire uh, for in terms of marriage. So, you know, that's just from me to you. Um, Yes, sir. Um, Who else? Brother Trayvon. Shalom, brother. Shalom, nation. How have you? How have you been, brother? And what has your break been like? I have. I know it's been a minute, and I know there was some. Well, let me just ask you how your break was like. You can you can catch me on that. Well, I had an opportunity to leave the country to go uh, to Caribbean island. Yeah, because I um I well. A couple months ago, I was in an accident, and um, I went out there to the Caribbean island to see my aunts, and um, I had a great time spending that time with them because, you know, they're getting older in age. And plus, the last time I went there, which was in 2015, was when my grandmother passed away, and... um, they they said something to me that um, I can never forget. They said, listen, now, you better come back and check on us because we may not be here next time you come back. And if you wait too long, you know, and, um, you know, they stayed with me for a, a, a long time. And um, it, it was just over the break I had an opportunity you know, to heal, you know, from the accident and just to spend some time with them out there in Antigua and Barbuda. That that was the Caribbean island we went to. And um, it was just uh, a blessing just to spend that time with them out there. And with that, I yield. And that's what I did on my break. Man, uh well, one of the things is I'm. Uh, well, let me ask: How do you feel in um, uh, uh, in terms of your physical uh, body? Because you know, I guess I never did ask you. You know, um, you know what your um, what your health was like after your break. After your uh, sorry, after your um, accident. So, how is your body doing? You know, when I went out there the first, when I went out to the Caribbean island, I felt fine, like nothing was wrong because, you know, it was so warm and nice every day, the sun, it was, it was like, like, I just, uh, 70 to 80 degree weather, 
or more, so I felt fine. But when I when I came back to the United States, uh, I was all broken up, brother. It's just like I, I, I couldn't move because of the temperature, you know. But um, I started to do some exercises, you know, some calisthenics and um, some stretches, you know, and it, I'm getting better at times, you know, you know, when it rains or, or or when it was snowing, my body starts to ache. But I feel that I'm getting better, you know, with, you know, doing these exercises and um, also therapy on and off. Well, I'm glad that you're better or you're getting better. Um, I guess I just wanted to make sure that, because um, one of the things I'm, I'm learning about government is that, you know, health is wealth too. And if, you know, your body is not well, you know, it can definitely um, cause you to do certain things in government so or, or make um, certain uh, decisions um, in government um, that can make you or break you. Um but we aren't at that point where we have, you know, uh, an electing body per se. So that, you know, we don't have to worry about it, you know, per se. But I always, you know, figure, well, since we're moving towards that, it's good to kind of get in the practice of, hey, how are you doing? How are, how are you doing? You know, how is your body doing? Because our body has a constitution as well, you know. So if you know, everything is going along with the, you know, going along with the constitution of your body, then I guess that means then you're great, you know. Um, but moving forward, I'm glad that you, you know, are well um, and well enough to be here and, you know, you had time to get out of the country. But so much going on right now, I mean, who wouldn't want to get out of the country? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, godly. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. You know, it, I'm. You know, I'm glad that you're able to get out of the country to kind of just get away from a lot of the uh, turmoil that's been going on. Um, you know, China, America, and China's China's trade war. Who can put like who can put the most sanctions on their goods and imports and I'm like <laughs> it's crazy like you know so much things going on uh, with Mark Zuckerberg he he was on trial today um, what else um, he went on trial again today yeah he uh, he was basically they were questioning him again. Um, about, you know, certain specifics of Facebook and how it ran and things like that. I just want to say this because from what it appears to be is I would like to think that I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg may have leaked the information to Cambridge Analytica. I think that it was some, you know, from what has been said, he didn't do it. But he's responsible because he's the quote-unquote CEO of Facebook. Um, And I think that he 
has acknowledged that, hey, I'm, I messed up, you know. Um, and I learned some pretty interesting things uh, about Facebook, you know, because, you know, but today they make it seem like everybody has this, you know, extraordinary amount of control over the content that they post on Facebook. But I just couldn't help but notice, like, several years ago when I tried to take down all of my pics except, except one because they wouldn't let me. It was like they basically had control over how many pictures I can put up and how many pictures I can take off. As if, like, you know, you can't take that down. And they say you have control over your uh, your, uh, content, like, I guess, videos and things like that. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, but isn't it also your terms and agreements that, you know, once it's posted to Facebook, that is no longer yours anymore is Facebook. So I'm trying to figure out, I mean, it was just certain little things that he was saying or that was being said by Facebook, and I'm going to say Facebook and Marco, in light of uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm just kind of like, well, okay, well, maybe I just interpreted it wrong, but I'm just thinking, well, that's not what your terms and conditions say. You know, so, you know, again, maybe there's a misunderstanding. I want him getting Benson of the doubt. Um, overall, I still don't think that he he leaked it. He leaked information with Cambridge Analytica. Um, I think it was, you know, he just got caught in the crossfire because, again, he's the CEO. And, they, you know, again, they want to know, well, how is it that you, you know, are – are the CEO, but you 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 know you have all these security issues, and he you know made known that hey I want to try to um uh, you know make this right by you know upping our security and things like that, and you know they're going to employ you know twenty five thousand p um um people to work for them to you know deal with the you know security issues and all this other different things. One of the things that was argued or suggested to him by one of the uh, men who was questioning him on the uh, bench um, was um, that he needed to hire more African-Americans because um, what happened was it was these two um, sisters. I do not know their names, but they were conservatives. Uh, and they were rooting for the Trump campaign during the time that he was campaigning. And some content that they posted was deemed, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Um, threatening or something like that. And so the Caucasian male asked him, said, well, what about these women were threatening or something of that nature? And he says, you need to, and um, Mark Zuckerberg was saying that he wasn't aware that it happened. And so the man said, well, you have all of these people working for Facebook and you don't know anything about it. He said, well, maybe you need to figure out what happened and you need to figure out how uh, content is, uh, quote, unquote, judged so that you don't have people basically just getting kicked off of Facebook or getting their uh, content removed because the person who's supposed to be screening them don't agree with what they're saying, you know. And he said, did you need to hire more African-Americans? 
Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was pretty interesting, but um, yeah, there's so much going on in the country right now. Um, as a matter of fact, Minister Priest has stated um, in a class that we just had that the new census is supposed to be coming out and that on this particular census, they're now going to be asking you uh, about your origin. Wow. Or they're going to ask you to tell tell you tell them about your origin, where you come from. You know, because once upon a time you just pick and you know say, "Well, I'm Korean," this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. But now, and I don't know if this is optional or not, but I don't know if it's mandatory or optional. Um, now you have to tell them your origin, and I don't know if that's the. I don't know if that has to be, like, explained or you just have to just check it off like you normally do. But, I mean, if they say you have to tell them or explain your origin, then that's going to be some really interesting thing. So I guess now I just want to ask, you know, what does everybody kind of think about that? I ask Brother Martavius. Uh, For those who don't know, Brother Martavius is in the uh, upper degrees, um, and he's just basically sitting in on this class tonight. I um, encourage him, you know, like Ms. Minister Priest has, you know, encouraged most of us to just, you know, if we have to come and sit back on most of the classes, um, and I've um, encouraged him to come out tonight. So, um, Brother Montavious, are you still there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, brother. Um, what are your thoughts about that whole shift in the United States uh, census? Say that the United States census? Yeah, census. You know they do a census every 10 years? Oh, the census. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from what you're saying, it sounds like you said that they're going to ask people about their national, their origin, right? Could you repeat that again, brother? No, I was saying that um, I heard you say that the, the priest said that they're going to start um, questioning the people about the origin. Yeah. I was wondering what your thought was about that. Like, what do you, what do you think about that? Well, it ain't going to be good for the, the Negro community because, you know, <laughs> nobody don't know where they you know they come from. You know what I'm saying? Everybody say they, some people say they're African-American. Some lump themselves in with the Hamites, and some just, you know, they lost. So I don't know how that gonna, you know, how it's gonna affect the, um, the our community, but it it won't be a good thing. I want to see something right quick. Let me see if I can find an article about that. Okay, let's see if I can a census statement on 2020 race and ethnicity. Real will not include a black question. Um, I don't know. Oh. 
Oh, here it is. Okay, there's an article, and I'm months, obviously a month uh, behind here. Well, almost a month behind. It's not the 13th yet. But um, there's an article, and it's written um, by Hansi Lil Wang, and it was written March 13, 2018 at 4.25 p.m. Um, and it states, this is at the National, National Public Radio, um, dot org. The name of the article is called 2020 Census Will Ask Black People About Their Exact Origin. <laughs> okay, so it says, for the 2020 census, the U.S. Census Bureau is changing how it will ask black people to designate their race. Under the checkbox for black or African American, the Bureau is adding a new space on the census questionnaire for participants to write in their non-Hispanic origins, according to a recent memo from the head of the 2020 census. African-American, Jamaican, and Nigerian are listed as examples of origins on a questionnaire the Bureau is testing for 2020. The change means many black people in the U.S. may have to take a closer look at their family trees to answer what can be a thorny question, where are you really from? While many black immigrants can cite ties to a specific country, that question is difficult, if not impossible, for many U.S.-born African-Americans to answer. The Bureau has not responded to uh, National Public Radio's question about why it is making this change to both the black category and the white category, which will also include a new right in area for origin. But researchers at the Bureau have said they've been trying to respond to requests for more detailed this uh, aggregated data for our diverse American experiences as German, Mexican, Korean, Jamaican, and myriad of, uh, a myriad other identities. The Bureau was considering an overhaul to all racial categories that would have added checkboxes for the largest ethnic groups and a widen, in a writing area for smaller groups, but it would require the Trump administration's approval of an Obama-era proposal to change the federal standards on race and ethnicity data which census experts say the White House's Office of Management and Budget is not likely to move forward. Quote, unquote, black from everywhere. For Nayat Amir or uh, uh, Nayat Amare, the write-in area will allow her to be more specific about her black identity. I'm African. I identify as black, but I don't see myself as African-American, <laughs> says Okay, first of all, can anybody uh, agree with that? Does anybody understand what she just said? I'm African. I identify as black, but I don't see myself as African-American. Yes, sir. You can identify with that, brother? I mean, what she was trying to say, I believe so. Okay. Because she probably, you know, misheard the story. And uh, you know, we from Africa but we ain't African. Right. You know. And and, okay. and everything. So with that idea. All right. Now here's the thing. The one person and this isn't to put this brother on the spotlight, but the one person who can obviously say that here is Brother E. K. Because he has parents who is from Africa. Okay? But it's like when you talk about the actual, quote-unquote, African-Americans, it's like 
can you really say these things? And we got to kind of like think, see, this is, what the, this is what this whole census thing is going to do. It's really going to put black people or quote-unquote black people in a very interesting situation, and they're really going to have to start facing the facts because when all of this comes to a head, we're going to see some we're going to see some some things come to the light we may not necessarily agree with, and there are some things that we can walk away with and say, you, you know what, okay, now then what do we do? What do we do now? And that obviously, I, and, you know, I would hope people accepted it as that. Um, but moving forward, um, she says, Amari, who was born in Ethiopia and now lives in New York City, we can't just be black as African Americans. We are black from Africa. We are black from the Caribbean. We're black from everywhere. Okay, you can hear some of that diversity among the African diaspora at African Services Committee, where Amari works as a legal advocate advocate for immigrants in New York City. Okay, says Sening Sonenke. Mandingo Wolof Malinka, gosh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Malinka Pular uh, Amharic and Tingrinya. They're all spoken by staff members at this Harlem based nonprofit organization where French is the common language in the office, according to Amanda Lug, the director of advocacy for people living with HIV. Lug says, more detailed census data about black people's ancestry could improve the public health work at her organization, which offers free health screenings to immigrants. This is a great step forward in terms of being able to get more specific information on who's actually living here, says love, who identifies as black British. This keeps me up at night. Malusu uh, Bekele the director of program operations at African Service Committee says asking people for I mean, asking for people's origins on the census is likely to run into a major hurdle around the country. There's a growing distrust in turning over personal information to the government. Are people willing to answer that question given the current anti-immigrant sentiment? That I can tell. I bet I can't tell. Says the Kelly, who is an Ethiopian American, is a concern shared by Christina Greer a political science professor at Fordham University who wrote Black, who wrote Black Ethnic, Race, Immigration, and the Pursuit of the American Dream. This keeps me up at night because it's not just about filling out the census, she says. Greer warns that if fewer black people participate in the upcoming census, there could be an undercut that would have impacts lasting long after 2020, including on redistributing seats in the House of Rep, uh, Representatives and drawing up legislative districts. Um, where are you from? Still, Greer says she's planning to write down black American for her origin. I consider myself uh, uh, JB, which is just black, she says. When people ask you where you're from, and I said, oh, you know, New York, Philly, Chicago, Baltimore, it's like, no, but where are you from? Many African Americans who have roots in the U.S. going back centuries to ancestors Forced upon these shores are enslaved. People cannot answer that question. If we uh, quote, if we really honest, if we're really honest with what hundreds of years of U.S. chattel slavery really meant, Greer said, many people had to walk miles and across countries before they were shipped off. Uh, quote unquote, sticking with America, 
Oh, wow. I did not know that. I, I guess I'll save that for next week. I need to save this article. There's another article I'd like to read for you guys next week. Uh, the enslavement of hundreds of thousands of African people in the U.S. cut ties to home countries for their descendants, uh, including Chris Owens, a project engineer for en- uh, energy consulting face, uh, um, firm based in New York City. Um, he said, you're, uh, either you're black or you're white, at least where I'm from, he says. Uh, but after moving to Boston later in, uh, and later in New York, he says he has been asked whether he is Haitian or Jamaican descent. That's even caused me to try to figure out which island I was from, Owen says. Okay, so um, you can read the rest of the article at the um, nationalpublicradio.org uh, site. And the name of the article, again, is titled um, 2020 Census will ask black people about their exact origins. So I just kind of briefly, uh, because nine minutes after 10, Atiyadiana, what are your thoughts on uh, this situation that we're about to get ready to go into in 2020? Um, I agree with the brother that it's going to put a lot of our people in a trick bag, Um, the ones who just, only know to identify themselves as black, which is a color, not a nationality. Mm-hmm. Because when they're asking that question, they're talking about nationality. Right. Um, and not color. <laughs> and yeah, if you want to get technical about it, even color-wise, we're not actually black in terms of the color. You know, we come in different shapes brown and all, but um, it's like I said, if you want to get technical about it, we we don't even we, that's just a, a a color code that they put on us, which as um you guys have explained to us previously in time in time again is a is a caste system type of um title it has nothing to do with the skin itself. Um, and a lot of people get that confused too. And mm-hmm. um, as far as um and even though they are different um groups besides us teaching who we really are and a lot of our people still when that question is presented like you just read in the article with um, the sister identifying herself as black one said just black and one said African American but not American or something whatever she said but she still said black mm-hmm. so it's just a lot what's what's really going to come out and the evidence is just uh, all the all the confusion amongst our people about you know surrounding who we are mm-hmm. um, and what's that ideal. Hmm. Yeah. I I'm Minister Priest said this. He said these folks know something that we don't see, <laughs> and it's so interesting because I'm I'm now that I think about it, it's like. Now, this is before the census actually comes out. You got people saying that we're Israelites. You got people saying that we're Kushites. You got people saying that we're Kemetic. We got people saying we're Egyptian. We got people saying that we're African, this, that, and the other. This census, for those who decide to do it, and I am going to do it, um, I'm Me? just curious about it because I've never actually uh, filled out the census before. But I understand um, what the census is for and why it's needed. So I think this year I'm going to do – well, not this year, but in 2020 I'm going to do it. 
Um, can I add one thing? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna do it, and I never did it. I never used to do it because yes, I just felt that they were using it for other reasons. But now, with this new information that you just brought out and um, these questions that they're asking, it, it's almost like they're trying to almost coach us along. For those who don't know. Kind of like give you a little nudge or a little hand. I don't know because the most high is like forcing them to do it. They don't want to come right out and say, okay, well, this is who you are. But for those who really need to know or or, or really uh, it applies to or pertains to, because there is some, there is, there there's obvious reasons where there would be some confusion amongst our people because not only amongst us, but even though they, the, the, the elite, have kept records. And mm-hmm. they pretty much know from down the line when they started doing the whole birth certificate thing, because we know prior to that, our, our ancestors used to keep family records. And, and Brother Priest had mentioned this too about keeping family trees in the Bible. I actually own a Bible that my grandmother had where she used to write down those names and different things in the Bible. And I, so I remember old elders keeping that stuff in Bible and, um, they probably didn't even get the ones that still lived during the time when the birth certificate came about. They probably later on at some point in time got a birth certificate, and I do know of some who passed and didn't still didn't have a birth certificate at the time that they passed, but when they started keeping records like with the birth certificate, even prior to that, they kept records. When we, you go back and search and we can see records of how they kept records of us from the, from the slave ships and from as they – as we were passed from one slave master to another and things like that, and and, and from one from generation to generation. But, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's going to be interesting to do that census. I'm definitely going to do it. <laughs> and with that, I yield. So. Thank you, Arti. Um Brother uh, Trayvon, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, Arti Crystal, what are your thoughts on um, the uh, particular article? Salam. Um, basically, I agree with all the points that everybody's made, but just to add, I think that uh, the census will just show the different mindsets of the people as far as their knowledge of who they are and where they actually come from. And I guess also you can look at this point because I remember when we were going to put our information in the paper about our, um, I can't remember what we were were doing, but we were putting something in the paper and the guy said, um, was asking my husband why he was doing it. And he said, oh, yeah, I heard about uh, those type of people and they're going to be, you know, doing uh, different or putting different police people in in places for different things like this. So it could also be a way for them to see where different, um, I guess, camps are or, or things like that possibly. Uh, right. People who may be doing stuff uh, as far as doing that paperwork and things illegally, as Brother Priest says in the past, and what that I yield. Right. And, you well, here's the thing, and I think that at some point it, it – 
it needs to happen um, because there are a lot of things that are going on within this uh, within the Hebrew camps that is unhealthy. So it's like eventually that needs to be put in place where something has to be monitored. But at the end of the day, I mean, nobody here should be afraid to do anything um, in terms of putting something on public record because the one thing anybody can't take away from you is who you are, you know. And, I mean, at this particular point, no one um, has gotten to a point where they can say, well, we just know everybody's history except the people who actually run the government, you know. So if anybody, uh, you know, feels uh, unsure, don't feel unsure. Because I'll say this, like, I don't know. I guess I went in with a different mindset. Eventually I just was like, man, screw it. I don't have anything to lose here. I mean, I was at a point to where I'm like, I don't have anything to lose. You know, it's not like I'm lying because I can only go by the facts that were given and the plausible facts that are, like, right in my face. And it's either, like, we're either going to accept it or you don't. I'm not talking about the people who you're telling it to. I'm talking about the people who are going to post it. You actually, you either accept it or you don't. You know, so it's like one of those things where... It's like one of those things where um, you have to be sure about what it is that you're doing, but don't be, you know, if you find yourself um, unsure or uh, apprehensible about it, don't be. I mean, because there's nothing, you're not doing anything wrong. It's like when I went to finally go to court after, like, 2014, I had in my mind, I was just like, okay, well, I mean, I've been, you know, using my name since 2014. I've been stopped by the cops. I haven't been, uh, I haven't been mistreated. I haven't been saying, you know, I haven't been told, you know, by anybody, you know, you can't use that name and you don't know who you are and this, that, and the other. Like, I mean, I went to court and the lady told me, you know what that name means, right? And when I told her, she said, oh, okay, I just wanted to know. And she's just smiled at me. And, I mean, I've had certain people in the, you know, courts who are clerks just kind of like it was a breath of fresh air and it was just, you know, like, wow, you know, this is awesome. And they were really, really nice to me. Don't, if you know, anybody just, you know, throwing out the oil where they're going to have these people out there and, you know, they're going to be watching over your shoulder. Okay, and let them watch. <laughs> we encourage them to watch because at least they will be, at least they can, because here's the thing. We have so many, we have to understand that there are so many different aspects to life. There's good and there's bad, and we have to understand the reasons for um, uh, things to happen. And they're all learning experiences. So if we have us, and we, you know, we're not better than anybody, but we know what we know. 
And then we have uh, brothers who are out there who are doing the best they can with the information that they're giving, who are calling themselves Israelites. And granted, most of the information that they're putting out, I'm not saying that they're using because we're all reading from the same book, but we're not interpreting in a way that's logical. And when I say we're, I mean them. We're not interpreting 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 the law in a way where it's logical and it's applicable, you know, because you still get the mysticism, you still get the idolatry, and it's like, well, how is that going to work for people? You know, how is the law going to work for people if you're selling them idolatry with it? It's either the law or idolatry, and you can't have both, you know. So, um, of course, the people who are spectating, who are, you know, going to be public officials and they're looking, first thing they're going to say, okay, well, they can't be, there. they have, there has to be somebody uh, to contrast. And I believe at some point we are the exception to the rule because we're training the people here to learn how to deal with things in a governmental perspective. What you believe in all these other different isms that we have about uh, Jesus or whatever it is, granted, everybody has a different view on Jesus or Samson or whoever else is in the scriptures. But one thing that we cannot argue, I don't care what you think you may know, is the law that is put in place. It's on the record. It's put in place. And it's universal. So you can't argue against it. And whether it be implicated uh, or whether it be um, uh, um, operating here in the United States or whether it be in Australia or Europe or whatever you wherever country you reside, the law is the determin the law is the determining factor for how our country or how a country and our country is uh stabilized. Not uh Christus or uh Seraptus Christus or the Leprechaun or the Easter Bunny or Mickey Mouse. So, you know, to any of the brothers and sisters who decide that they are going to put their uh, information, whether it be a name change or whether it be any legal document in the paper, do not feel, um, don't feel apprehensible about anything because there's nothing in the law that says you can't put information on the record. That's number one. Number two Nobody can tell you who you know that you are, especially when you have the facts to prove that you are who you are. I am at the point where I can obviously say, okay, well, then, you know, Minister Priest never lied because when I did it, I had no issue. <laughs> So he was telling the truth the whole time. So, yeah, let them watch. You know, I I think it will help them understand exactly what uh, the quote-unquote Hebrew movement is trying to do. 
Um, uh, Salam. Yes, yes, ma'am. I, I do want to say that I didn't say that to try to place any fear in anyone. Um, and I don't have any fear according to myself in, 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 in relation to that. I was just saying that, just trying to say that they sometimes do have an ulterior motive. We have to just be mindful of that. But like you said, if things are done in an orderly and precise manner and we're doing things on a lawful basis, then there's nothing to worry about, and I do yield. Yes, ma'am. I, if if I made you feel that way, I apologize because that – I know that it came off like I was, talk, you know, uh, saying that to you, but I know that wasn't the case necessarily. I want to just touch on what you were saying and kind of give, make that a general uh, discussion because I know that sometimes when we get ready to do certain different things, we have people who are in our ears and they'll just kind of throw these things out there to make us feel some kind of way about what it is that we're doing or what anybody decides to do when they want to use the law. And you kind of question, like, well, should I be doing this, or should I, you know, am I doing it wrong, or what? No. If you know what you're doing, and I said this before, if you guys know, and Minister Reese has said this before, if you guys know, if you got to a point where you're comfortable enough to do it, do it. If you haven't, don't do it. <laughs> you know, no, but this wasn't implied that you uh, individually were nervous or anything. I was just speaking in general. But, no, I understand what you're saying, Octi, and I apologize if I uh, insinuated that you were. But, no, that wasn't, the, uh, that wasn't the case. I just want to make sure that we understand. This is who, who, whoever may, you know, decide to do it and whoever gets in the ear and they decide that, oh, well, I might be doing wrong, one of the things is this, and I, and I say this: if you feel like you are doing anything wrong, come and talk to come and talk to us. Whether it be either myself, Minister uh, uh, Robert, uh, Minister Lynn, Minister Priest, Octi Tyra, if she's available, and and I say that to uh, myself as well: if I'm available, please get in contact with us and. Like, in, you know, and I always tell anybody who's ever called me, if I can help you in any way I can, I will, because someone helped me, you know. Um, but, no, I and one of the things is this. I wouldn't have to worry about you anyway, Archie, because I know you know your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know your stuff. So I wouldn't have to worry about it anyway. And please understand me. Please believe me when I say that. I say that confidently. I'm very confident in the fact that you know, you know your stuff. So no, I, not at all. Yes, sir. Um, I didn't. I didn't think you meant that. I just wanted to be clear that I wasn't trying to, you know, make anybody feel that way. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No problem. Um. Oh, oh my God, brother. Trayvon, thank gosh, brother Trayvon. I'm sorry, brother, because I was trying to mix all these names up together. But brother Trayvon, what do you think about the whole um, situation with this, regarding the census?
Brother E.K., what do you think about the uh, situation with the census? Um, I look, I see in a, in a number of different ways. Um, in one way, I see it like kind of, um, kind of helping, you know, in an indirect way for people to sort of have a incentive to trace back their origin to figure out where they really come from. And it can also like for those who, you know, are in the truth, whatever, it can kind of help them connect the dots as to knowing that they are in fact Israelites, of course, and knowing what parts of Africa they come from and stuff like that. And I also see that, you know, they, the Congress had came out with that, um, 400 year, uh, commemoration act, whatever, to sort of help, you know, it's like a commission where they're going to try to, you know, educate the public on the arrival of quote unquote Africans into Virginia in 1619. So, and apparently that commission ends in July of 2020 around the same time the census is coming out. So it's kind of interesting to see how some of those things is happening at the same time where it's almost like they're trying to tell people like, okay, go figure out who you are and then eventually govern yourself. So that way you can kind of be at liberty to do what you want to do and then worry about kind of worry about being discriminated against or any of those different things, not knowing who you are you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it appears like it's, it appears like it could be, it could do more good. But then I also see from a law perspective and government perspective where they're trying to like take inventory of the persons that are in their nation, whatever, or so-called corporation at the same time and know who's here and who's doing what, you know, and stuff like that. So, but I tend to think about it in the sense of like it, it can provide an incentive for those to really figure out who they are and and um, kind of trace back, you know, to knowing that they are in fact Israelites or descendants of other nationalities that not necessarily be Israelites as well, like those who who Ethiopia who are Ham, who, who are Hamites, whatever. They may not know how far their lineage goes back. So, I mean, it benefits everybody at the end of the day. Right. Right. I'm, wow. I think for the most part what we're, you know, what it's come to is, like Artiana said, like we eventually are going to be forced to, um, we're eventually going to be forced to deal with you know, face the music about who we really are. And, I mean, I think it's time at this particular point, you know, um, with so much going on um, um, where, uh, quote-unquote, blacks are talking about reparations and, you know, so much is going on about the things being revealed. Uh, There's so, uh, so many things being revealed about us as a people um, I think something such as the 2020 census, it needs to happen so that we can start to uh, really be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves who we really are. Um, you, uh, 
bless the poor little lady's heart who kept calling herself black. I mean, I, 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 it's like, okay, you know, I think that the mindset that we're in, um, where we're still referring to ourselves as a color, it really shows um, to it really shows how much of uh, the government, uh, uh, or it really shows about how much or how much we don't really know about our government and what we are still trying to make ourselves believe. Because a lot of people say, "Well, see, we took a negative and made it a positive," but it ain't really about what you think it what it is. It is what it actually is. Do you know what it actually is? Because what may be black to you may not be black to someone else. And it's like you're walking around proudly with these titles, and it's like, oh, again, we're taking a positive, you know, we're taking a negative and making it a positive, and it's like, okay, then that's a, re- a reflection. Uh, is that a positive reflection on who? Because at the end of the day, the person who really knows what that name means or that title means is telling you now, then you have to tell me where you actually come from. Because I know that I I know that as a national of the United States government, I know that black refers to some type of servitude. But I need to know what national origin are you, what kind of uh, serv, uh, slave you are so that we can be more Specific in, in terms of what kind of slave you are. Yeah, you 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 surely are a slave, but I need to know what kind of slave you are. are you a Chinese slave? Are you a Norwegian slave? Are you uh, a Cameroonian slave? Are you from the Czech Republic? You know what are you? And that is something that our people seem to not really get. Uh, I don't think that they're understanding, but I believe that after 2020, either before 2020, immediately before 2020, or after 2020, we'll start to get that conversation moving because it's going to be like the talk. Everybody's going to be talking about it, and they're going to be talking so much. I think it's going to uh, cause a lot of uh a lot of more questions to be, you know, um, to arise about who we are. And eventually, um, I'm pretty sure that this whole comedic, uh, comedic uh, Israelite Moorish thing will come to a head. And we either uh, eventually agree to disagree and then move forward, or we stay stuck the next 10, 20 years trying to figure out who we are when the people who are governing us know who we are and is on the record is either you accept it or you just don't, you know, because I know there are a lot of alternative facts, but it's like they give you breadcrumbs, you just pick it up, you don't. Um, but, oh, man, I I just, I'm looking at the situation and I'm, I'm realizing now how important how important the census actually is because when I actually saw a census, I saw what when I and I saw what was written on the census and I realized how important it eventually was back then because that's a part of your history now and is linking you back 
to someone uh, who was living during that time. And, I, and, you know, now realizing that, you know, for those who didn't take the census, you're a breach, not intentionally, but you are a breach in the uh, family uh, bloodline, so to speak. So sometimes the bloodline can be uh, broken um, or it can be obscure. It can come off obscure, obscure because some people didn't necessarily leave a trail or any kind of uh, um, pedigree or heritage or inheritance, you know, for us to identify by. But you have people in the bloodline here and there who say, well, okay, I was from this place and I was from this place. And you say, okay, well, we have the same names and things like this, and this person was my great, 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 great uh, grandfather's father and all this other different stuff. Um, in short, I, you know, this is big. Um, you don't have to do it if you don't want to, obviously, of course. Um, but for those who are going to do it, you know, this cha- this is a, you know, a challenge for us to say, hey, you know, um, or this is a time for us to say, hey, you know, we're here now. Or did we just pretend to be, you know, Negroes <laughs> or black? Um, for that matter. But um, it is now 37 minutes after 10. Does anybody have any uh, any comments or questions? I have a question. Did you say that the university website was down? No, I did not. Oh, because I can't get in. You can't get in? No. Hmm. I was Hold trying on. to run on the call. Let me see if I can. It shouldn't be down. If it is down, then priest, Minister Priest must be in there uh, working on something. Well, I'm in. Because yeah, I kept that generic password. I don't remember changing it, I don't think, when we when he set it up for the sisters, when it was sister, sister. And I think it was a dash and a one, but... Not taking hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't. Well, I'm in. I'm in now. Um, maybe that's a, a technical issue. You might definitely you might need to uh, reach out to Minister Priest sometime okay. tomorrow, sometime, and see if he can okay. help you with that. Okay. That's fine. Okay. okay. All right. Anybody else? Shalom, brother. This is brother Gavin. Uh, I yes, wanted sir. to, um, yes, sir. I wanted to follow up on um, the subject you were mentioning about the census. That oh, you said yeah. It was in uh, 2020. Say that one more time. Uh, I was wondering. You said it's supposed to be. Uh, it's supposed to be the survey supposed to go around in two thousand and twenty. Yeah, from um from the various articles I've been seeing, it says uh, twenty twenty census. And is this going to be like a mandatory uh, response, or is this just a voluntary response? Well, see, that's why I was saying um if you decide to do it or not, 
because I know there's a lot of people who probably won't necessarily. Well, I won't say there's a lot of people who won't necessarily do. I don't necessarily know how many people fill out the census. Um, right. I just think that for the most part, with them changing some of the uh, dynamics of it, like adding origin, asking you know uh, specific right. origin, that I mean, that has a adds a whole other different element, and I think that it gives people like, quote-unquote, African-Americans to now, you know, either set the record straight or forever live as a color. (laughs) Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's like here's the – here is the time to say – here's the time to say to America, I'm here. Or you can say, okay, America, I'm a, you know – I'm a crayon in the box, you know. And whatever you decide to do is really up to you because what this really is about, you have to remember that the census is a chronicle. It's a chronicle of who you were and what you do and what you did do, you know, for the ones that come behind you. And so you kind of get to leave this this uh, record so that when they pull it, they'll know that when they identify themselves in the future, they have you to fall back on because you've done it. You understand what I'm saying? And uh-huh. that would be for anybody here. Um, but I'm going to give you some, uh, give you a chance to um, expound if you wanted to expound on why you asked. Right. My mom, my, uh, my first initial... Uh thoughts about that, my reaction is that um, uh, two things, you know, like just like everyone, the sisters were saying earlier, brothers about um, just, and, and like you were saying, you know, I think it's going to be a collection of data of who's, you know, the amount of percentage of people who are stating for the record, you know, on the record of who's what, you know, like who's going to be stating, are you, are you Native American, are you other, are you, you know, stating that you're black or white, so they know what percentage of people of the population um, are that, or that, that is claiming that they are black, white, other African American, um, non-Hispanic, or whatever they want to say, or Hispanic, or, you know, those titles that they want to use. But my second part that comes in my head is to say that it has a lot to do with um, relating to uh, not just status and law, but dealing with bonds, certificates when they create it, and when they create also um, printing more, you know the so-called uh, the federal notes that we have walking around mm-hmm. in our in our in our pocket. Because, as far as I understand, if you you know the government cannot print money or so-called currency that we have if it's not backed by a certain amount of people that exist. Mm-hmm. United States Incorporated is the you know yeah. United States Incorporated. Is, the United States of America is an incorporated name. 
that is connected to bond certificates and people who are um, registered through the Treasury Department, you know, every year through the birth certificate. So I just I keep relating everything to that under under a commercial status of why they're going to want to do this and keep it on the record as, okay, you claim you're a Hebrew Israelite? All right, then we got a, a new a new percentage of people who are Hebrew Israelites, and that, now we could correlate that with the amount of money we're going to, so-called money we're going to print or federal, you know, the federal notes that they're going to print. And the Treasury Department can collect on their bonds mm-hmm. and trade their bonds and how much they're going to um, print as a note backed by those bonds. Hopefully everyone follow what I just said. <laughs> it makes any sense. No, it makes sense. And I understand what you're saying. And, you know, it was mentioned in the article, um, I don't know if it was a brother speaking or, um, well, it was a sister speaking, I'd have to say, because she was uh, working at the clinic. And um, she was stating that um, it's definitely going to cause a little bit of uh, uh, of some hurdles for them um, because, once they start to see the, um, once they start to get the uh, the different origins and all these other different things, uh, the amount of funding um, that particular organization or business or whatever it is that they are, um, uh, their funding is now in question because now they have to back up those funds and all of that stuff with the amount of people or whoever it is uh, the organization is targeting and all this other different stuff, all these other different things. So what you're saying correlates with what she's saying, but you're speaking about the the, the money coming directly from the government in terms of the uh, Federal Reserve notes and things like that. Um. I understand what you're saying, brother, and I'm hoping that, uh, well, again, because I realize there's a whole lot of us who, um, who may not be in a, a, a body of higher learning who may not understand this. Um, I guess I'm more uh, considerably happy that the question is coming up now so that people can kind of get in the know now. Like, it's no reason to... You sitting here saying I'm a Christian and thinking that you're you're saying that as a nationality, or I'm Jewish and thinking that's a nationality. You know, like where are you from? <laughs> you know, it's like you say I'm a Hebrew, but it's like okay, but where? What kind of Hebrew are you? Are you a, a from the tribe of Judah? Or are you are you a Kushite from Ethiopia? You know, it's like what. The like I said, the census allows us now to be more specific. Because to be completely honest with you, I hate having to um have I hate having to mark African American on uh, on any application when I don't have to. 
You understand what I'm saying? So it's like this opens up the door uh, to let everybody know that we know who we are, but then it also opens up the door for those who say that I'm Jamaican, you know, but I identify as uh, African, so on and so to speak, because I have African ancestors from Sierra Leone and this, that, and other. And it will be accepted. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So it allows them to do that if they choose to do so. Like I said, I also don't know how many people are going to fill out the census. I am going to do it because now that I understand what the census is for, I'm, you know, I think it would, you know, it it just changed my uh, my understanding of, you know, um, what I, you know, get out of it and, you know, what eventually is going to come from the census in general anyway. So um, anything else, brother? Um, yeah, to add to what you were saying, brother, um, uh, Minister, I think that, uh, you know, like when it comes to welfare recipients and, um, and welfare benefits and um, public school service, uh, like the foods that they serve and the busing system, the yellow bus, um, you know, all those public provisions that they give in the different municipalities is going to correlate with the funding too also, like how much money they're going to put towards these budgets, state budgets, mm-hmm. federal budgets for uh, the public benefit. Uh, we'll have to tie into that also. Because, um, you know, we're, we're we're divided into zip codes and just you know municipalities is broken down into zip codes and and just cities and villages and towns that they are connected to you know microscopically how much they're gonna fund and um invest into these different um these different benefits. So, I think that has a lot to do with it going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, with those who are who are not participating in the censor and who are not having jobs or who are not um, maintaining any social security. Paying into it versus getting any and or get or receiving it, we're those we're all going to have a hard time if we're not involved with something social socially tied by getting involved with this uh, identifying yourself on the record. It's going to be like you can't be a freeman or you can't be walking around as a nomad. Right. Living in the, you know, the incorporated nation. So I think it's gonna it's gonna get really hectic soon. You know, you can't you can't eat. 
You can't drink. You can't have a shelter. You can't deal with the essentials that is God-given without registering yourself and having an identity. So there's certain benefits that's going to be restricted and the majority of people that's going to suffer is people that are of um, melanin melanin dominant, you know, on the plant on in the United States, because we're the most um, we're the majority that does not have its own country in this country or have its own government, I should say, in this country. All right. This government is run by multiple different so-called nationality backgrounds, but is dominantly Western European ran, in a sense. And when, oh, I, I, I should be more distinct when I say that. Um, Caucasian, so-called, dominant Western European ran in the United States. So... Hopefully I said that correctly. I mean, the influence here in the United States is not Hebrew or is not Israelite. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I correct myself. You won't even say that. (laughs) I don't know. I may be wrong by saying that. Because isn't the Anglo-Saxon, Western European uh, colonists that came to the Western world was influenced by Hebrews? I mean, they said it themselves. I don't see, you know, (laughs) I mean, I don't, well, see, I don't really see what would be the issue, but, you know, I guess that's um, for... I guess that's something that we, I guess that's a bridge we have to cross when we get to it. Cause I guess at this particular point, we aren't even, we're, we're not at a point where, um, that talk has actually come up, but I mean, it's good that we're thinking like, it's good that we're, uh, or I guess we can think like that. Um, only because we, we understand that the political climate, I'm going to say this briefly because uh, 54 minutes after 10, uh, the political climate is, you know, getting unhealthy now where, you know, they're cutting or making several cuts to certain different programs to preserve uh, the economy in certain areas. Um, but, you know, I don't think we're at a point where we're so austere where it's just like, okay, well, we're going to just um, um hold out from these people who call themselves Israelites. Um, you know, I know that there, there there's some things going on with the whole um, uh, moving um, uh, Hispanic or Latino um, uh, citizens from out of this particular part of the country, or, uh, well, let me say it more general, removing them out of the United States and sending them back home. I don't think that we're at that point where that's, necessarily the case, but, you know, I'll I, I just make, you know, that story short to save time. Um, but, yeah, that's just is my thought. Um, 
Can I say one more thing before you go? Uh, oh, no, yes, yes. I should, maybe I should pose the question rather than stating, a, trying to create a statement. That, okay. So um, I don't want to say color line because that will just throw another loop in it. <laughs> so do you think, or anyone can answer this, does anyone, or do you think, you know, anyone that's, could, you know, if you want to pose it to the, anyone on the call that um, do you think that there's does people who are calling themselves African American or black or Negroes in the United States think is more of a a discrimination against um, you know melanin dominated African American blacks African I mean Negroes so called in America, when it comes to economics, that we suffer the most because because we're only thinking about what we go through because that's who we are, and you know that's what we hear mostly from, or that's the t- the statistic they throw in our faces. Because, uh, as far as I know, in the United States, they're saying that Caucasian Americans are or they're more European Caucasian Americans in the United States than there are so-called African Americans in the United States or Negro ancestries in the United States. So do we feel that we're the only ones that's being discriminative during these cutbacks or these uh, programs that are being, you know, being, being cut altogether that are in our communities versus someone who's white American or European American, so-called? Or is it just that we just think that we are the only ones suffering the most? Well, um, since no one um, answered, I'll answer briefly. Um, I'll say that I don't think necessarily that um, it's this idea that we just we're the only ones suffering, because you know, from what I understand is that Caucasians are incorporated as well, and. Um, when all of this hits the fan, um, they have more to lose than we do. At least it appears that way. However, we're feeling the effects of whatever is going on because, again, like I said, we're playing basketball in in someone else's home court. We're playing, you know, basketball in someone else's home court or in someone else's court, and you got to play by the rules to get where you need to be. Um, I'm not saying that we should suffer, um, but I think that it's very obvious that when you're under someone else's roof that, again, you may not necessarily be afforded all uh, the amenities that the people who are uh, who live there, who are nationals, who build the house and things like that, you won't get the same treatment as they would, you know. So, you know, I think that it, 
I want to say that it happens. Should it happen? If you can't help it, no. But it does. And um, not to make so make it too long, I just want to say that, you know, uh, we do feel the effects of it. Um, but are we the only ones suffering? I don't think so. I mean, there's a whole lot of people that are suffering. I just think that we feel it because it's happening to us. Like anybody else. I mean, someone will say, well, why is this happening to me? We feel it because, you know, it's happening to us. And I think because we don't have anything else to fall back on, especially our polit- uh, any political system, of course, we're going to complain um, because we don't we don't understand why it's happening to us in particular, you know. Um, but I would say that some of the things that are happening, it shouldn't happen, but it does happen. I, you know, that's just to, you know, save the story, uh, just save some time. Um, it is 11 p.m. I I don't want to keep us on here any longer. What I would like to do, brother, is if you have anything else that you want to uh, add to the discussion, is it possible that we can uh, hold off until next Wednesday? Because uh, it's very, it's a very interesting topic. Of course, by then we'll, you know, be getting into uh, our lessons. Minister Priest um, has started to put some things in the university, uh, and I want to make sure that we go uh, over those things. But I definitely want to come back to this particular discussion. Um, so what I would like to do is I would uh, like to table that particular uh, discussion. Matter of fact, I'm gonna write it down. What was the question you asked, brother? Um, I posed the question uh, that because we are so-called African-Americans or Negroes or Negroids, um, uh, we call it a... you know, uh, all the names, they colorful names they give us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we identify, and those who identify themselves as it. Uh, do we, you know, people like to polarize them being the only, not the only ones, but the majority ones are being going to be affected when programs are being taken away or programs are being cut short of some certain fundings you know, so-called minorities living in urban America or rural America that are poor communities or poor or not middle, you know, middle class to poor, um, making under a certain income that is living from paycheck to paycheck or even just, you know, fairly living good, but, you know, if I miss two paychecks, hey, you know, I could I could definitely be see myself starving for a week or two <laughs> type lifestyle. But I mean in general, you know, because they cut these benefits in society or cut the fundings to the benefits, um, do we feel that we're being only affected the majority being being affected worse than everyone else in the nation? Or, you know, um, or is it that we feel that only us are the ones being affected because we are in that ethnic group 
of people that we feel it the most just because we are that ethnic group. Because you hear other ethnic groups uh, would say that, well, you know, it's, it's across. It's all Americans that's going to be affected, not just you as being African American. But I, I pose that type of question. Be asked. Okay, so I I kind of basically condensed it a little bit, and mm-hmm. here's what I here's the question that you pose. Uh, because we are African Americans or Negroes, do we feel uh, that when a country is in austere, austere condition, meaning like we're in, you know, we have to be a little bit more frugal and things like that, um, and the budget when there are budget cuts and uh, cuts to uh, different programs, do we feel it the most, or is it the only, or do we feel it's the only, uh, we're the only ones that you know? Uh, that are affected by the particular austere conditions. So that's what I wrote to kind of condense what you're saying. Um, and yes. we're going to, uh, I want to at least address that when we come back, because uh, I don't want to keep us here all night. I know Mr. Freeze is going to say, why are you guys been online all night? You know, so. Um, yes, sir. I, oh, I just wanted to say this. Uh, you know, in, in in the form of business, the ones who do the least get cut off first, and uh, right. and African Americans do the least, so that's how they, that that role with that idea. Keep that in mind. I, I definitely want that to be a point uh, we touch on when we come back. So I'm I'm glad you brought brought that up, and now we know what we can pick off of when we come back uh, next week. Uh, this is a great discussion. I'm glad that we, you know, we're all here. I'm glad we're all back. Um, hopefully, everybody is where uh, we um, uh, where we think we should be in terms of um, our affairs and things like that. Uh, thank you, brother Montavious, for being here tonight. Uh, you're more than welcome to always stop by. Um, we will come. We will adjourn this call at 11:06. I'll see you guys um, next uh, week, um, brother Ek. It's, it's super late, and I don't know if you have to go to work tomorrow, class, or whatever. So what I'm gonna do is I'll contact you. What time uh, are you able to speak, brother? Before six? Or no seven? What time are you uh, uh, free? Um. I can be available around 5 p.m. Eastern. Okay, I'll do that because I don't. I know that you know many of us have things we got to do, so I don't want to you know be up late trying to discuss that. Um, Sister Ariana, I don't know what your schedule is like uh, tomorrow, uh, but if you're free Friday. before or a little after um uh, a little after um Shabbat, um you're more than welcome to contact me um i I think you have my number, and if you don't, I'll just send it to you in the um university and you can contact me if that's okay.
Okay, so um, the seven minutes after 11, and we can adjourn for this call. Thank you guys for being here. Shalom, shalom. 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 Shalom.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.